Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sabrina Frederick. Um, I'm really excited about this conversation. We only just met about five minutes ago. <laughs> And I had to stop our conversation because I was like, fuck, I'm not going to have much stuff left to talk about in the actual show. I can't, can't waste it all before we start. Um, but Sabrina, firstly, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Honestly, it's probably a long time coming. We have a lot of people that we know. Yeah, so mutually. many mutual friends, yeah. yeah. Uh, we were just chatting before uh, we started the episode about um, AFLW and, and you know the off-season at the moment and the season being brought forward. Um, pre-season starting a little earlier um, mm. and then also talking about the VFL and stuff like that. So on that subject, um, I'd love to know like how how did you first get into football? Um, mm. I'm assuming you had a, an athletic background before that, um, but what was like, I guess, the catalyst of, of you wanting to pursue football as a career? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a weird one because I was actually, I'm born in the UK, so um, I moved here when I was really young and I didn't even know footy existed. So <laughs> um, it was sort of one of those things where I enrolled in a, in a new school and everyone at my school played footy at recess and lunch. Like it was massive. So it was sort of one of those things where it's like, what's the easiest way to make friends? Like <laughs> Just to throw yourself yeah. in. And I genuinely did. And it's so strange looking back now, like, I didn't know the game. I didn't know the rules. And I actually initially thought it was rugby, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> like, I just didn't didn't know anything. And right from, like, the word go, like, I, I loved it. I loved everything about the game. It's just everything. And from that moment, I was just playing recess and lunch every day um, until the school coach sort of saw me playing, was mm-hmm. like, this girl's all right. Yeah. Like she can, she, she can <laughs> yeah. go and sort of gave me the tap on the shoulder and said, like, you need to try out for the school team. Yeah, cool. And I didn't really think anything of it. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of, I just did and then just progressed to, I got into the team and then it was sort of like, well, all my mates now are playing, you know, in the community leagues. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I should go and do that. And then yeah. did that. And it was, so, it was so strange, though, looking back because... At the time, I didn't know that the sport existed. And then when I fell in love with the sport, I didn't realise, like, women couldn't play professionally. Professionally, at that, yeah. At that stage. So, it was, it was I never, like, dreamt of being a professional footballer. You know what yeah. I mean? So, did that, did that kind of, like, hinder the motivation to work at the game, in a sense, purely knowing that there was a, a, a limit of to how far you could potentially go? It's, it's strange. Like, when you're a kid, you're just so naive, hey? Yeah. Like, looking back now... I don't, I don't think I even thought about it. Yeah, okay. It didn't even occur to me, like, I'm going to stop this just because I couldn't do it professionally. I just really enjoyed it. And all yeah. my friends were doing it. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it was genuinely just right time at the And <laughs> at that's, the right typically the, that's typically the, the best period of playing any sport. Oh, it's, it's, it's the best. A, it's, there's no pressure. It's pure enjoyment and passion. Yeah. You just play because you love it and, and oh, it's the best for time. I, I genuinely feel like, because I was playing lots of sports as a kid, but there was that element of pressure. Like being from the UK, soccer is massive mm. over there and my family are well into it. So there was probably more pressure on that side to succeed as a, as a soccer player. Okay. Um, and it's funny because even though I was all right at soccer, the, just the, the full passion wasn't there. Mm. But with footy... There was no pressure. I just loved it. Loved hanging out with my mates. 
and I feel like I got better at it because just that pure joy. Yeah. Um, but so f- on that topic, like how was the, how was the support from, yeah. from those closest to you when you did decide to pursue football more so than, um, than soccer? It was a strange one because like I was the only girl that was playing football at my school and at my football club. Like I was the only, only girl there. Right. So the, <laughs> the reaction probably wasn't a great one in the sense that I, a lot of people didn't think I belonged there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was and pretty you could, I'm assuming you could feel like you could yeah. sense that. Yeah. 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 I think that more so from, as in like opposition or people outside or even like within the teams and stuff as well. I think in terms of, the teams itself, because I was going to those to that club with guys I'd played with at the school, they already knew I could play. Yeah. Okay. So that didn't. The respect dra- was that, there. Yeah, that was already built. So that wasn't a weird thing at, at my club, but definitely with opposition. Like every time we'd play a team, it there'd be like whispers and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Parents talking, I guess, and still until we started playing. Till you later, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And um, it was it's super <laughs> it's so funny because like my family they they were always supportive of just me and my siblings doing things that we loved and enjoyed and there was no no pressure on it so from their perspective it wasn't like something they think thought I couldn't do mm. um, but it de- I I remember it getting to my mum a bit though when people we would turn up to away games and there'd be parents saying like yeah. she shouldn't be playing you know what I mean because mm. like I was just a kid. Um, but yeah, it was easily, easily changed. <laughs> Definitely. So what was your reaction when I guess it was announced that there'd be an AFLW and, mm. and then as well, like that, the whole experience of, cause it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you started with Brisbane, yeah. was it? And then, uh, Richmond, Richmond and now Collingwood. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the reaction of when it was announced and then also like the, I guess the experience of playing that first professional game as well. How was that? Yeah, it was an absolute roller coaster and I was just in the right place at the right time genuinely because I was I just turned 18 when they said they were gonna um, yeah, bring okay. in a professional league right. um so it, that's like a prime age to to come into a mm-hmm. professional sporting league and not just that but I was talking to you before about the playing soccer I was playing soccer at the same time throughout that whole whole period because um, my original thought was to go over to the US on a scholarship and, and play. College. Yeah. yeah. And I actually got one. I got given <laughs> one um, to go over to New York and I actually turned that down because of the timing of the league being announced. So Had, you had, you had talks with clubs already or you literally just turned it down in the hopes of yeah. it coming? Yeah, so it was within a few wow. week period of each other. Like That's a big call. Out. Yeah. It was it was massive, like yeah. such a crossroad. My life yeah. would, could be <laughs> wow. completely different, and I don't know, like just something in me just said, like you have this passion for footy. Like it's not that I didn't enjoy soccer, mm-hmm. but it was it was going to be more of a job, whereas football for me, like it, I have the opportunity to be my job, but I just love it. I love playing, and there was something in me that was like, you've just got to. Like you've just you've got to take you've got to take that risk and I guess as well like f- because it was the beginning like mm. the opportunity to have a massive impact on the sport itself yeah. whereas you know I'm assuming you were a very good soccer player and and you mm. you could have potentially done uh, really great things but in the end of the day there's 
you're not the first person to go to college and play yeah. professional soccer, yeah. whereas AFLW is just is just opening yeah. up. Yeah, there was definitely an element to that because there were so many people I'd played with that it was you know a missed boat for them. Like they were a lot older and they weren't going to get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think that that there were so many great players at that age, like older than me, mm-hmm. that if they had that opportunity at their time, they would have been in it. And I think there was that element of you get this opportunity. Yeah. So don't waste it because yeah. there are so many that didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was just, up, I was 18. I had no responsibility. So it was like, well, this is the time. And I had my mum saying, you know, if it doesn't work out, you can always come home. Like what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And yeah, at the time I was living in Perth and I took a gamble to go and move to Brisbane, move my whole life mm. to Brisbane um, As to go and play for a team. Yeah, so that was post yeah, being selected by Brisbane, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. It, was, it was interesting. How was that? Like, how did you kind of, how did that whole process work for you? I think at the time, I was sort of just running off adrenaline, um, especially because I didn't, I didn't get selected in the draft. I got selected as a marquee player, so cool. a franchise player. So I was one of 12, the first one yeah. of 12 to be drafted ever, like, well, to be signed. Mm. And... I think at that time I was just really excited and 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 just running off adrenaline. But I think Who looking else back, was, was in that. So <coughs> was like Katie Brennan was in in that yeah, so group as well. Katie was playing for Bulldogs. Bulldogs um, yeah. Taylor Harris was over at Brisbane with me. Daisy Pierce was over at Melbourne. Like was Erin Phillips in that little? No, nah. She was later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah later on. So we did. We did. It actually. <laughs> Looking back now, um, uh, it was a lot for an 18-year-old to go through. Yeah. A lot of pressure and a lot of heavy lifting. Like, we were a part of what the team looked like, how how our change rooms would be built. Like, <laughs> really? all the small wow. small details. We so, had you a had the say in selection process? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And that's why anyone that was in that f- initial group, I have so much respect for because people will never understand how much work it would have taken for each of those players because you're helping build a framework that wasn't wasn't there. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot. And, and me and Taylor, like Taylor was eight months younger than me. So crazy, you've got it? two yeah. kids straight out Brisbane, of school and <laughs> straight out running of school, a professional football team. Like being the face of a club. And at that time, I was like, this is awesome. But like, it's a lot. Mm. It was it was a lot. Fast, so how many years were you at Brisbane? I was there for three. For three, yeah. Mm. And then you're at Richmond and now, now Collingwood. So mm. how in that time period, um, how much have you seen, I guess, the sport grow and, and like what are the things I guess you're most happy about in terms of where it's progressed to? Yeah, it's it's gone crazy. And to be honest, I never doubted that because I just know how talented these women are, like mm-hmm. extremely talented. And they just needed the opportunity to show that. So I I never once doubted how quickly it was going to grow, um, and I'm super proud that like this will be the first season coming up where we have a women's team for every club. You mm. know, there's like that's insane in a six year period. Yeah. You know that every football club has a women's team now, um, and you can't not be proud of that. Like it's it's a credit to all the players yeah. and and the staff too because it's it's a lot of work to do on a part-time basis like i think that you know I, I was definitely right from day one like um super supportive of it and and happy of the fact that, mm. that there was an aflw but because of that p- 
point where it is a part-time gig there was always in my mind anyway it was like the question of will this kind of last i think yeah. at the start and that's from the outside so i'm yeah, sure like yeah. you said from the inside there was never any doubt but yeah from the outside because it was part-time it was very short off season yeah. relatively short season and obviously the selection pool at that period wasn't as big as what it is now so yeah. it was like i wonder if this will mm. last but yeah the growth has been huge. yeah it's i mean like any startup there's always yeah. <laughs> there's always you know is this gonna flow or <laughs> you know and it takes a lot of work and that's why i say credit to the players especially the staff too but the players because there was just a lot, especially in those initial two years, there was a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice to get it to where it is now. But it's, it, like I think that it was probably years and years of having no opportunity that almost helped the sport grow so quickly because we know that like things like this don't happen very often yep. and we needed to really capitalise on this and, and grab people's attention and I think that we did. You know, in our first season, we were – there was so, selling out games. Like, I remember my first game – my first game was in Melbourne. My second game was over in Perth. We packed out Fremantle Oval, 20,000 <laughs> people, round two. Like, That's it insane, was insane. It? Yeah. Like, I'm used to just yeah. a few hundred, like, family and <laughs> yeah. friends being yeah. at games and I'm playing my second game ever in, yeah. f- in front of 20,000 people packed. It. Like, I'm talking, like, people could not get through yeah. the gates That's packed. unreal. Yeah, and it was, like... How was it, ner- you you someone that tends to get quite nervous for big games or big occasions like that or did you feel like you, you handled the pressure quite well? I mean, I d- definitely there is parts, parts of nerves, but... I, I think, think it's I'd healthy. You, you, it's healthy. If you don't have nerves, yeah. it feels that's a, that's you should be worried. Yeah, if you don't I, have yeah, nerves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I I find it quite healthy, and I don't think I get so nervous to the point I can't um, do anything. Like <laughs> I think, I think that pre- pressure is a privilege. Like I lo- I love that element of, you know, there's a bit of pressure on this to be good and 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 to execute. And I think that at that period of time, I was like, this is awesome. Like. Okay, you, you could lose a game, but even if you lose the game, like what? How amazing is this? Mm. And I think that that's the coolest part about it is like the worst thing that could happen is you lose. But yeah. how, how yeah. still amazing is this yeah. experience? So, I kind of just I've taken that throughout my my whole career. Of I never intended to play AFL yeah. at this level, so yeah. I've already won. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what I mean? exactly. It's all up from here. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, that's. I mean, that's how I see it yeah. anyway. Yeah. If you could fast track improvements or areas of the game or the league or whether it's mm. the length of off seasons, the length of the seasons, whatever it may be, yeah. Um, if you could fast track that by say, f- you know, fast track the next five or ten years, like what would, yeah. what what are the things that you would change as of right now? I think just the first thing would be paying everyone minimum wage for sure because mm. as soon as you do that, it allows the players to focus solely on their craft. Um, because right now you've got everyone doing something. Di- like I have para- paramedics on my team, police officers on my team who are doing shift work and then like training. Sure. So that would be the first thing is yeah. changing changing the pay scale to minimum wage so then at least everyone has the opportunity to just focus on that. Yeah, for sure. That would be the first thing. Um, and then the second thing would probably be just infrastructure I think just investing in making sure every club's got the same sort of 
facilities wise like the same opportunities because you have some clubs that have some like i'm really lucky like i I play at one of the best clubs in the land Mm. you know and we've got access to everything yeah but then you have other it's clubs down that yeah yeah and then you have other clubs that that don't um and that would be my second thing would be just investing so everyone has the basics that what we need to perform um but yeah that'd probably be my main two well from a staff perspective um are you having to give us a rough idea of how many staff are involved in the team yeah i mean in terms of full time we only have two on a, in our club that are full-time our coach is full-time so when he's not coaching us he um, has involvement <coughs> with the the men's program and our head of football also has involvement with the men's program so those two are full-time and then we've probably got probably got eight or nine other staff but right. they're, they're all part-time too yeah so like we'll have you know our physio who's also a physio somewhere else yeah, and yeah, yeah. coaches that are teachers do you see it getting to the point where um it is a full-time gig for for everyone involved yeah absolutely i think that it has to mm. it, it has to because i think in the next couple of years you'll see a plateau in, in the product if not because i think we're getting to a point now where the demand is so high like what the the afl demand from us as players for the product mm. it's it's just really hard to do with where we're at now. So yep. I think we'll definitely get to a point in the next year or two where something's going to have to change for it to keep going. It's the same as any business though. Yeah. Like you've got to scale. Mm. And I think right now we're at that point where you, something needs to be scaled. The growth needs to continue. Yeah. Before we touch on, because I want to talk about SAS. Because we've got a bunch of um, mutual friends and a mm. um, few of them have been on the show, but... Before we talk about that, obviously that physically and mentally um, for anyone who's seen the show is, uh, is a serious challenge and, and yeah. you kind of get some, I'm assuming you get some pretty dark places. Mm. Um, outside of that, before we talk about that though, what, what has been um, one of, I guess, the biggest uh, moments of adversity you've had to face um, mm. in your life outside of sport up until this point that you think has kind of helped you grow into a, a yeah. better person? Well, I think like being a female in a predominantly male industry is is a massive part of it. And not in the sense where I say like it's ever like males versus females because I'm not like that and never has been. But I think just always having that chip on my shoulder of knowing that I've always got to be the best. Like I can't can't be any less than because Mm -hmm. then I don't deserve to be here. Right. Um, So that, that... I would say that's a huge one because that wasn't just a small part in time. That's from the moment I started playing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply still now like i'm yeah. still dealing with that now and right. i'm 25 yeah um so that would be a huge part of it um <clears throat> and i think just being a part-time footballer in general is is also another one because i have so many other factors in my life where i'm t- trying to balance it and balance doesn't really exist in that in that world no. but i'm trying yeah. to 
to balance it. Um, <clears throat> but in a third one would probably be um, just that move from the UK to Australia, like being being a woman of colour and moving to Australia, it was such, it was a complete like 180 of where I, where I was living, um, a very accepting place where I was living and, and very progressive yeah. to where I moved to in Perth was just not progressive and, and very close-minded. Right. And, um, and I think that that played a part in me sort of, I mean, I see it as, it's, I see it as a good thing in the sense that I don't rely on anyone and yeah. I sort of know that I have to work extremely hard to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but at times it does get exhausting. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so th- those would be, yeah. I would say, the three in terms of adversity that, that I've been through and or still going through. Mm. How do you, um, on a smaller scale, let's say it's a tough loss, let's say it's an injury or yeah. fucking anything that just doesn't go your way that you, you, mm. you hoped it would, mm. um, do you have like a bit of a process or like how do you typically deal with adversity? I always find that quite interesting to hear how, how people, the, mm. how it varies between how people actually deal with it and, and I guess use it as fuel or, yeah. or let it get the better of them in some cases. Yeah, I mean... I'm I'm pretty lucky in the sense that I was just raised. In my opinion, I was raised to have perspective from really really young, mm. and I didn't I didn't quite value it when I was younger, but I do now yeah. because there's always something worse happening. Perspective, everything, yeah. <laughs> and you know, even with football, like it's, it is my job, but it also is just a game. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there's parts of that. And there's so many girls out there that would love to be in the same position. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's having that balance, I think, of being grateful and pushing for the better for everything that you're doing, but also having perspective of, you know, what, what could be if you're not mm. in this situation. And I think that really does help me and grounds me a lot in moments where it's, it's really full on because I can have a balanced mindset and go like like I said with the football thing like I never wanted to be a footballer so like I'm winning you know what I mean like yeah. having that perspective on life of like what an opportunity I get to have um so let's just keep working yeah yeah I love that moving on to SAS going into it I'm assuming you would have had relatively high expectations in terms of how difficult it was going to be both yeah. physically and mentally um did it surpass your expectation of, of how difficult it would be and then mm. I guess second to that, what what did you find um, most difficult? Was it more the physical side of things or was it mentally harder mm. than the physical side? Yeah, it's like I, I, was a, I was a fan of the show previously because it originated in the UK. Like my, my mm. family love it. So yeah. I, I watched it and, and loved the show and um, I think I didn't really have expectations but I knew it was going to be the hardest thing I've ever done. Like I knew that going in yeah. um, because it's so real. Like I know it's reality TV and a lot of reality shows are not what it seems, but that... I feel as though SAS is like the only reality TV show where I was talking to Jackson about it um, after his experience and he was just like, yeah, you. a lot of time you don't even realise that you're being filmed. Like a lot oh. of the time it's literally just like there's, there's not one point in time where apart from... Or even when you're doing... Because I mean, yeah. like I haven't watched every episode but like mm. when you're doing like the talks and it is obviously being filmed like you're mm. never directly talking to camera are you no which is like, yeah which is such a d- such a vast difference between every other reality tv show in my opinion i think it's 
the only reality TV show that is harder than what it looks in, yeah, right. in real life. Yeah. Like, there is no cut. There is no breaks. Mm. Like, everything... Like, even the stuff on the show, like you, you'll watch that and you go, that's insane. But you wouldn't have seen us running for 12Ks with a backpack on so our backs Jackson beforehand. Said, yeah. It's like we have to get to and from everywhere. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. just happen. Yeah. So like all of that stuff and you don't sit, there are no producers on set. It's only stunt camera, yeah. camera people. Yeah. So it'll be like you that's might awesome. see two or three camera people and the rest will be like ages away in yeah. a bush or something. <laughs> And creeping so th- out a couple of clocks. Yeah, and then you might like if they're changing our batteries for our mic, you'll have a few people come in, but then they're directed not to speak to you. So you just have people that just genuinely change your mic over and that's it. They're literally that's the only contact you have with Crazy. with anyone other than the recruits and, and the DS. But in terms of how hard it was, it was hard physically, do not get me wrong. Like it was the hardest physical thing I've ever done. But mentally, it is definitely trumps the physical aspect, like mm. by a country mile. Like there are so many people I know that are physically fit that would not be able to do that. I, in my opinion, there are some really fit people I know and probably wouldn't last longer than three days. Like it was, it was tough. From what perspective uh, was it tough? Meant obviously like the, the challenges and stuff, but mm. um, I guess like, <coughs> yeah, are you able to give us a bit of insight as to like. Mm the thing the thoughts and the things running through your head at those times where yeah it is super difficult well for a start the the ds are so like they're they're trained to be able to push the individual's buttons and they ha- they get given like a psychological profile on everyone so they would know certain things that would push you individually to the limit um so like there'll be moments where say you're physically drained where they know okay this is your Push this is buttons. your this is your time where yeah. I ca- I'm going to now f- psychologically get to you and you know you're exhausted like you're depleted in terms of energy you've got hardly any food you're always on like there is no breaks like our break time would be when we're drying clothes and they had to be bone dry like they're in, and or when you're sleeping. But even when you're sleeping, you're always thinking, like they're gonna have to get up soon. <laughs> like or they might wake you up in yeah, the middle of the night, uh, and then we might get. They, there's this thing called a bee sting. Is when they they'll wake you up and they'll just punish you for hours. Like they'll make you do assault courses and stuff. <laughs> and like some of that doesn't even get on TV. That's like brutal. And so all of that psychological play. Like you're also away from home. You're in this environment with strangers and it's gonna be played on national tv yeah i mean yeah, to be well. o- being completely honest that is the last thing all i'll say i think there's people that think people on there doing things for cameras all, I, all i'll say is you do not have the energy to even think about this being right. reco- like recorded like yeah. you just don't you re- like you're exhausted you can't fake who you are on there mm. and i love that about the show it's why i'm i'm a massive fan of it because you are pushed so hard that you show your true elements of who you are. And for anyone that wants to challenge themselves, like genuinely, I always say this is this mm. is the one because you'll find out what, what, yeah. you're like, what you're truly like and if your back's up against the wall, what, what you would do. From a physical perspective, how long did it take you to recover? Oh. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you measured this at all, but mm. um, 
do you know like in terms of body composition or like weight for example yeah. like how much you lost being so yeah. low on a deficit and so, so big energy when output. i was on there i lost seven kilos and that was out of the the last the last four of us that were there that i probably lost the least and that was seven kilos um in a two-week span and um yeah it just i hurt my back on the show um, and I probably didn't look as serious because I was trying to keep it together um, and I wanted to finish it. So it probably didn't look as bad. But when I left, like I had like a bulging disc and like had issues that my club weren't too happy about Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it took me, I would say it took me four months of rehab to get that, that right. Oh yeah. shit! And in terms of like the actual fatigue of it, and getting your like your just body back to a normal mm. state, I reckon it took me a f- few weeks. I lost our season was the one that had the worst weather, like it was freezing, so I lost all sensa- sensation in my fingertips and my toes, and I probably didn't get it back till three weeks post really? filming. Yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> and that sucks. It, yeah, <laughs> it does. It does, and it's such a weird feeling because you're just like. Am I going to get this back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. But it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's what you sign up for. And I think that, like, a lot of those contestants, like, even with, with my mate, um, Mickey, who went on there, like, with injuries, I always say that if you think you're going to come out of there without an injury, you're, you're kidding yourself. Mm. Like, it is intense. And, like, obviously, they're safe in the sense that no one's going to die on there. But you will get, at the a very minimum, you are going to get bruised, cuts, like you will lose weight. That, they're like the minimums that will definitely happen. It seems like a bit of a catch-22. It's like, you know, for someone like yourself at this stage of your career, it's probably mm. prime time to go on there because that's, you're <laughs> going to be like, it, but then at the same time, but and even with, 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 with Michael, it's like, you know, you're... you're yeah. Trying to work your way to a world title fight oh, and, and for, self, for yourself, you're trying to play your best football and it probably oh. doesn't exactly align with... Oh, yeah. And, you know, and he also, like, and he'll talk about it, like, he also came off with a very serious injury mm. that he would never... He's very similar to me in the sense that we will never complain and we'll never talk about it. We'll just work away in silence. And I saw him work through that to get back to his yeah. last fight. Yeah. And it was... Like, he ripped it off the bone. Like, it was insane. To, and, you know, he pretty much got forced off that show. Um, and I said I said that I probably would have had to be forced off the show too because there's just something inside of you that you have to finish it. Mm. You've got to prove something to yourself. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. And, and, but definitely the best thing I've ever done too. You said that it kind of shows your true colours and yeah. it brings out, kind of shows you who you are, I guess, mm. and strips everything right down. But what were, what was your biggest takeaway from it in terms of something you can kind of actually use of value yeah. to you, like that you learnt about yourself after the show? Well, I think for me personally, like I've always been in team sports. So that was probably the first thing that I ever did, even though like you work together with the recruits, it was the first individual thing I've ever done. So... It was probably the first time where I've gone like, yeah, like I can do this and yeah. I know what I'm capable as mm-hmm. a capable of as an individual. And I think that really helped me because in footy, like things aren't going to always work out, like especially as a forward, you know, 
you might not even get the opportunity to kick goals or whatever and there might be moments of doubt um but it's a team sport like you rely heavily on things certain things happening for you to do your job so i think that going on that show really served me in in that anything that i put my mind to I know that I can achieve because I can and work towards that and, and really, really put the effort in. And it's funny because after that, I said I said I want to try something n- new and 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 go after it and sort of just it was a domino effect. And I actually set myself out to run a marathon, which I never thought I would ever do something like that. But afterwards, I was like, oh, I want a new challenge, and I was sort of yeah. hungry for something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went down that route, and I probably never would have n- never would have <coughs> done that either. So. Brutal. We uh, back in well back in 2017, I did it for the first time. But the second year, stupidly, the second year I did it two years in a row. I mm. did a 24-hour sled push <laughs> at, at at Katie's gym actually this yeah. second year. So maybe next time, if you still ask for a challenge, I'll <laughs> rope you into it and yeah. come and do it with me. <laughs> oh, sled pushes, man! Like you're just looking Brutal. at your your toes. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit ass. You're um. Going through obviously a ex- super exciting um, period of your life at the moment mm. with mm. Um, with a baby on the way yes. with your partner, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about how you're feeling about that and mm. um, and I guess the excitement around all of that. Yeah, like I've always wanted to be a parent. It's so it's so strange, but like even when I was really really little, I've always known that it's something that I've wanted, and I don't know. There's something for me that you know brings someone up and and helping them along life that really intrigues me and uh, just knowing that I'm going to get that opportunity is so exciting that I can share life with you know my wife but also Mm. um you know a little me and (laughs) it's a it's 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 a different world too though like it's so funny because even little things like baby products it's like a whole new world to me (laughs) walking into it walking into a baby still I'm like this is like a kid's bunnings or something yeah. like it's so overwhelming yeah <laughs> um so that that side of it is so interesting because i'm just like this is so new for me and it's exciting like it's everything is new like i'm learning as i'm going on and um yeah i just it's just such an exciting you know time in my life but also it's been a journey like we went through ivf and and that was a roller coaster yeah. and to be here now and to be waiting for in a few weeks, you know, to be on Earth's side is is pretty bloody cool. That's unreal. It's super exciting. Mm. Well, I mean, before we wrap up, one thing I wanted to ask you is, um, and I tend to ask a lot of the guests this, is um, do you have like a, a set routine, obviously as a professional athlete as well, like a set yeah. routine that you like to follow each day to not only physically set yourself up for a good day, but also mentally? Yeah, I think that... My mornings are pretty set. Like I'm, I'm pretty relaxed in terms of other things. But for me, I would say the mornings are for me. Like I like to, I'm, I'm a 4:30 a.m. wake up. Same. I'll do, like an hour sweat, like session of whatever, and I'll read and have a coffee and like that's my time because, then it's like even if the rest of the day went to shit. <laughs> still feel productive you still yeah have time like i yourself, still yeah. did my my thing yeah. and i do that every day so that's the only thing that i'd say i'm super rigid about and the other stuff you know is life and yeah could, could turn out bad it could turn out good <laughs> so <laughs> lastly before we uh we we really do finish up i just made shit up for and added in another question here oh, yeah. um <laughs> what um 
what is, uh, I guess, like your ultimate goal at the moment in terms of the next kind of few years or five to ten years' time for yourself? Yeah. I think in terms of footy, um, you know, we all play for a premiership. That's what that's what we play for. Um, and anyone that says they don't is lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, ideally, I would love to win a premiership with my team in that period of time. But, you know, things happen and it might not happen. So I wouldn't say it's the be all and end all, but that's definitely a goal. Um, also to just do something, one thing every year that's out of my comfort zone. That's That's a huge goal for me every year is to do something different um and then just be a good partner be a good friend be a good parent they're probably the ones that are probably most important to me and then the other stuff yeah fantastic well uh a big thank you for coming on the show i really do appreciate it and um obviously looking forward to to keeping up with the coming season and everything coming up and, and also the the birth of your of your baby as well which would be very exciting yeah um but yeah thanks again and for everyone who has tuned into this episode whether it's um itunes spotify youtube uh, we'd love for you to take a screenshot of this one share it on your instagram story or with your friend or share a link or whatever it is to anyone um, that you think would enjoy this chat and uh we'd love to hear your feedback thanks again thanks and for thanks everyone on. for listening